Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing imagination as perception. Someone asked me recently for a list of recommended reading, and we've been putting that together for you. So as I was looking at my list and considering my books, my book collection, how I feel about my books, I realized I haven't spoken a lot about one of my very favorite healing books. It's The Secret Power of Yoga by Nishala Joy Devi, D-E-V-I. And it's a woman's guide to the heart and spirit of the yoga sutras. Now, my very tiny, only little beef with this book is that it says it's a woman's guide. I have most certainly gifted this book to many men and encouraged many men to read this book. And I don't really see the book as just a women's guide. I think it's a people's guide. Now, the thing about yoga when I got into yoga And this might sound really silly to some of you, but for a lot of people who were raised in strong religion, yoga can be processed as a real threat to religion. And whenever I pull from yoga or any religion or any spirituality practice, the way that that works for me is that I do not believe that any one ideology is correct. I believe that each ideology is its own lens and we can gain a lot of wisdom, a lot of understanding a lot of compassion for ourselves and the world when we allow ourselves to pick up these different lenses to look at ourselves, the world, our relationships through. And The Secret Power of Yoga is such a book. It is about the Yoga Sutras. Now, those of you who are Christian, I was raised Catholic, and then I shifted to Lutheranism uh, as my mom remarried a Lutheran. As we go through these different lenses— I think it expands us and gives us permission the more lenses we look at to really pull the pieces that resonate with us, that serve us to create our own internal and external expression of what spirituality is to us as individuals. And I believe for myself and for anyone who works with me that it is part of adulting that we have permission to create a relationship with our spiritual self, our spiritual side, 
a relationship that works for us and doesn't really have to work for anyone else, just like our personal relationships. So as I share from the book, The Secret Power of Yoga, I want to say that I do think of it as the yoga Bible. The yoga sutras are sort of outlined with numbers very similar to our Christian Bible. And so what I'm going to talk to you about today is about a lesson in imagination that comes from the yoga sutras. Now, part of what the yoga sutras do for us is it breaks down the complexities of a human being into these very digestible sutras. I'm not sure if this is the actual translation, but those of you who know Psalms, I would say that the yoga sutras are parallel to Psalms. So I'm going to read from you from Sutra 1.9 about the rays of consciousness. And in yoga, they talk about five rays of consciousness. The first is knowledge. The second is misunderstanding. The third is imagination. That's the one I'm going to talk about today. The fourth is deep sleep. And the fifth is memory. Yoga Sutra 1.9 says, Imagination is kindled by hearing words, seeing images, or experiencing feelings. And I'm going to read to you what the author writes about this. She writes, Imagination is the third ray of consciousness. When it is illuminated, it becomes the path leading us to and from our heart center. Imagination allows us to create an unlimited number of both pleasant and unpleasant experiences. I'm going to read that again. Imagination allows us to create an unlimited number of both pleasant and unpleasant experiences. An image is felt, and from that, a thought, a word, or an action sprouts. When it is bathed in negative imagination, the image can have an unsettling effect. For instance, worry is the most prevalent form of imagination for many people. And all of us have been frightened by something that appeared to be there only to later discover that it was not a threat to us or our loved ones. Do you easily reach for the worst case scenario? When the imagination goes so far out, it takes immense effort to bring the mind and emotions back to calm. This was a life-changing concept for me. When I found this material, when, or when this material found me, depending on how you want to look at it, I was struggling really hard with positivity versus negativity. I had a lot of hard things going on in my life. I felt very knocked down by wave after wave after wave after wave of negative thing, of difficult thing, of hard luck thing. And I struggled with accepting that it was my personal power to shift into positivity despite all of this negative proof that I had in front of me. It felt unreal, false, and phony for me to let go of that negativity, to let go of what was hard and shift into what was possible or good or safe or reasonable. It made a certain sense to me, just like it makes a certain logic. It makes a certain sense to many of you that are listening that something about positivity feels like a betrayal of the negative things that are going on. 
something feels riskier about letting go of what's negative. Because if we hold on to what's negative in our imagination, oh no, the worst case scenario might happen. We somehow collectively assume that it is better to be on hyper alert, on guard, and prepping ourselves for potential negativity than potential positivity. We put a lot of stock as human beings in not wanting to be shocked, not wanting to have the experience of being blindsided, and to avoid that blindsided space, that shocked space, we bet our time, our imagination, our energy, our thoughts on negativity. Feeling like we win if we can see the negativity coming. So we try to pre-see it and pre-plan for it. This idea that I was using my imagination around these concepts of positivity and negativity shifted something major for me. I know that I'm not alone in this as a highly sensitive person and an intuitive empath. That I love my imagination. I love the creativity, the escapism the complexity with which I can imagine a a magical world or something beautiful. I can even imagine seeing a friend of mine that I've been missing and hugging her and I can feel her as if she's in the room, as if she's in my arms. My imagination is powerful. I've always known that to be true. But until I read this from the Yoga Sutras, I didn't understand how I was participating in negativity and positivity. I didn't understand that my imagination held so much power to create the emotional environment that every step of my physical being has to walk through as it carries my mind. Our imagination might be one of our most powerful gifts And one that's really easy to dismiss and to minimize. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include... The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com Many of us come from a long line of dreamers, daydreamers, mind wanderers who have been told in school after school, teacher after teacher after teacher to stop daydreaming. That's a waste of time. Even if we are artists, many of us have grown up with the messages that there are starving artists To choose that path is somehow lacking instead of expansive and glorious and beautiful and full of possibility. I encourage you to sit with this idea 
to change our lives, to lift ourselves up, to shed what no longer serves us, we have to change. That means we have to let go of old patterns, old ways of being. What's it like to sit here in this moment with me and consider, how do you use your imagination? Have you inadvertently respected and even put on a pedestal this idea of hypervigilance? that that is a right way to be, that that is a smart way to be, that always being on guard will somehow keep you safe. In some ways, as individuals, many of us just have to struggle with that dynamic long enough to get sick of that negativity struggle to be willing to be different with ourselves. But for those of you who are open and willing to integrate what I'm sharing and learn from my experience to help your experience be easier, your healing be faster and swifter, to shed more and let go so that you can feel lighter? Do you use a lot of your imagination by worrying? What if you were to use your imagination differently? Do I lose anything if I allow myself to sit for a few minutes each day, imagining what could possibly go right for me? Imagining what wins I could have, imagining how the universe might support me and lay out an easy path. Why are we so scared of that? How much time do we waste in life resisting letting go of our worry? I spent many, many years, in some ways, if I count since birth, decades, using my imagination to scare me and to process the absolute worst case scenario. If I could really go back in time and look at moments in my life like we might rewind a movie, I know that I would see so many moments where I worried that I would be homeless and living under a bridge, where I worried that I would have absolutely no friend or ally and be utterly alone in life. Times where I worried I wouldn't make it through, that I couldn't survive the pain I was feeling, And yet I woke up consistently every single day. I practice using my imagination to lift me up instead of to scare the hell out of me as an honoring of my younger self, as an apology to my younger self that goes something like this. I'm so sorry that I thought for so long that scaring you was what would keep us safe. I'm so sorry that for so long, I thought that it was my job to pay attention to everything so that something couldn't surprise me. It didn't work. Things still surprised me. And I don't know why it took me so long to learn that lesson, but it did. I promised to continue every day of my life, no longer frightening you with the worst case scenario. I can trust that I can survive Anything that happens, I have survived it all, every moment. Part of shifting from surviving to thriving is managing this within our imaginations. If anything, this year has taught me that it is more important than ever to do the work to manage my imagination, to not allow technology and news to manipulate my imagination Certainly at times that is easier said than done, 
But I want to keep coming back to that for myself, for my inner child, for my inner younger woman, and to honor the hard-earned wisdom that I have learned. And I know many of you are sitting out there listening to this, thinking, ooh, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That sounds healthy. But I, ooh, my body does not want to let go of this fear yet. If that's where you are, that's okay. Take a deep breath. It's really okay for us to be exactly where we are. That's where we're learning the lessons. Talk to that inner part. Let that inner part know. Yep, I know it's really scary. We've been doing this a long time and we've thought this is the smartest way to go. It's brand new to think of this in reverse. It's brand new to think, ooh, this thing that I've thought would keep me safe always, even when that was flawed, I've held on to it. It's scarier to let it go. Validate, acknowledge that for yourself. That's how we start to feel safer, that our true self is really listening to ourselves in the ways that so many of us as highly sensitive people have not been listened to and have been dismissed. So part of the healing path is learning how to no longer dismiss ourselves. So if your inner parts are really scared to allow your imagination to bet on what's better and lighter and healthier, easier, delightful, the wins, meet yourself right where you are. And trust that you can show that inner self by consistent work, by ownership and apology like you heard me model today, that we can shift this. I have so much more lightness and fun and ease having practice shifting into delightful imagination instead of worst case scenario. I hope there's something in this episode that helps you Deeply peel back the layers to be able to understand yourself, to soothe yourself, and to grow yourself. The name of the book I was reading from is The Secret Power of Yoga, A Woman's Guide to the Heart and Spirit of the Yoga Sutras by Nishala Joy Devi, D-E-V-I. Her first name is N-I-S-C-H-A-L-A. And I apologize if I am messing up the pronunciation of her beautiful name. Now, I do have a request For listeners, and it's a time-sensitive request, our show, Emotional Badass, is in the running for a podcast award. And we need you, our listeners, to help nominate and vote for us. The deadline is July 31st, and yes, that is less than a week. So if you're hearing this and it's the week that the shows come out, please come give us a vote. You can go vote for us at podcastawards.com. You can click on the blue link on the top. It says, click me to nominate my favorite podcasts. Choose Emotional Badass in two categories, People's Choice and Health. Now, based on what I shared today, it would be really easy to use my imagination to go, oh, we might not get any votes. And oh, I'm asking and there's not a lot of time. And oh, should I even do that? And you use that imagination to stoke insecurity, worry, fear, enoughness. But in this moment, I can sit and imagine people could show up and it's okay to believe in good things. It's risky and it's vulnerable. And the universe gives us opportunity every single day of our lives, the big things and the small things, like this request that I'm asking of our audience to go vote for us at Podcast Awards and see if Emotional Badass can get a podcast award. 
every single thing that we do in that realm to promote the show, to get more exposure to the show, that is with the genuine desire to connect the show with more and more and more highly sensitive people, survivors, and seekers. Thank you so much for all that you do. Y'all have been our marketing team since the very, very beginning. And even back then, I didn't know how to imagine that an audience could do that for this podcast. I'll have to make a little apology (laughs) to my younger self a little later and commit to her to pay attention to my imagination and to use it with integrity to lift myself up, to hold myself, and to believe in what's good and what's possible. The little things and the big and everything in between. Thank you so much. Take care of yourselves and each other. Light and love, and I will see you next time. Remember, I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.